When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, last one before Christmas. Which was a horrible shock to me because I haven't sorted out Ben's Christmas present. What was it I going- thought I had one more week. What was it going to be? Well, I'm going to send it to him, so I don't want to tell him what it is because otherwise it'll ruin the surprise. Have you written a list, Ben? Have you been good is the real question. You think he has? I th- oh, think, I, of course I think. You think Ben's been good. You think, uh, I think, for example, my mic's too high today. I don't think you should get a present. Is this all right? <laughs> really? It's just like, okay, fine. It's just right in my face. In general it's direction. Can I put it a bit down? Because um, you think that we just, any old shit we say and he just turns it into a wonderful podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ben, what's the budget for his present? Ben is the audio fairy. What? What's the budget for Ben's present? Well, I have I've wait and see and I can't remember how much the things that I want to get him cost. Is it socks? <laughs> no, it's quite close though. Is it? Is it a yeah. woolly hat? Maybe. And a muffler? Is it matching? Maybe. I tell you what, remember, buy it on, on the company card. Fine. We don't have to pay tax on presents for Ben. Noted. And while you're doing it, put all the ones for your mum and the kids and stuff on the company card I'm as well. I'm not getting them presents. <laughs> Uh, okay. Got any Christmas-related stories? Uh, well, you know the story that is made, had made me most angry this week and the one that I most want to talk about. Which is? Which is the Marie Claire Australia story. Ah. You read Marie Claire Australia a lot, do you? I do not read Marie Claire Australia. No, but you have a husband who Googles himself. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> I am very, very angry with Marie Claire Australia. Do you... Shall I, shall I explain the genesis of this? It's quite long, but I mean, we, maybe we can whiz through it. At a time when uh, I would set it up with my inimitable... Uh, broadcasting. <coughs> Sorry, oh. sorry, my cough is very bad today. I'm re- I don't know why. <clears throat> Carry on. You would set it up in your inimitable. <laughs> I know. I just literally. So let's start the thing, and I just open my sorry. mouth, and you have to cough. Sorry, sorry. Go, go. <sighs> Um, it, so we, we are. It is a t- in the time of royal stories, you know. Um, uh, there's the, the Meg and Harry were waiting for the third, the second bunch of three to drop, and Harry's been going. They lie to protect him, talking about his brother and all that, and it's like royal reporting and what's okay and what's not and everything. There's a story in Marie Claire Australia uh, that posted yesterday. Uh, Everything to know about the affair rumours that surrounded Prince William in 2019. First of all. The sentence. And also, it's a four-year-old story. 
is it four years? Well, three years. Three-year-old yeah. story. Three-year-old um, story, Marie Claire. Get a grip. Get a fucking grip. And then what a headline. Everything to know about the... doesn't even say everything you need to know. Anyway, according to an unnamed source who spoke to The Sun, blah, 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 blah. They're all saying Williams had an affair. Then topping it all off was British socialite Giles Corrin, known for being a pot stirrer, who wrote a tweet claiming, yes, it is an affair. I haven't read the piece, but I know about the affair. So, and, and I was brought up short, and yes, I was looking at how I was going down in the press last week, and I found this. There is this rumour about Prince William having an affair with this woman that has gone on for three years, and I have seen it online. It's been in Cosmopolitan. It was briefly on the Mail Online and came down, but it goes all over the internet. He's having this affair confirmed by either royal reporter Giles Corrin or British socialite Giles Corrin. But now it's in actual Marie Claire and a journalist hasn't bothered to check it. I'm, I'm a number of things. I'm not a socialite. So what actually happened? Uh, and what actually happened was that um, about it went, went, I've got a date here. The, the, thir- the 26th, January, February, March, the 26th of March, 2019, very nearly four years ago, Hadley Freeman. Uh, a journalist and my friend then uh, shackled to the awful Corbynite scum (laughs) gender-denying fuckwits at The Guardian and barely able to write anything. Uh, Now, of course, a star of the Sunday Times and free to to tell it like it is. Hadley tweeted, I would really like someone to explain to me, a gauche, clueless American, what the coded insinuation is in all the coverage of this story about Prince William and an alleged woman. Has there been an affair? Some other beheading-worthy offence? Just spell it out, for God's sake. And I, thumbing through Twitter in a taxi, drunk, replied, Yes, it is an affair. I haven't read the piece, but I know about about the affair. Everyone knows about the affair, darling, even us Jews. Although, admittedly, I'm quite a posh Jew, if such a thing exists. Okay. I mean, I, it's, there's no capital letters. Um, I've written about the affair, T-H-E-E, which appears in all, in all the quotes. I've gone, oh, I'm a Jew. You know, I'm just, and that's it. Replying to a friend, knowing nothing. Yes, there's been. Now it's appeared in Australian Marie Claire. And it, it just, it seems to make you angrier than it makes me about it the state me, of journalism. It makes me unbelievably angry. I was shaking with anger about the whole thing for loads and loads of reasons. The primary reason is that I don't like it when people say that journalists are lazy and shit. But I but I but I get it and the only thing that you can do as a journalist is not to be lazy and shit, okay? And it makes me very very angry when I see other journalists being lazy and shit in this way. You and I both know, you and I, when we were younger, had to do this sort of reporting. You write a story about someone and then you fucking ring them or you email them or you DM them and then you wait an hour and after that, you're free to kind of go for it. I don't think, and I don't want to name that journalist. Why not? No, because she's young and she doesn't do that. It's fine. And I think she's probably learned her lesson. I don't think she even knew that that's what you were supposed to do. I don't think, I blame her digital editor for not we saying name the digital ed- no, no, no! Don't name <laughs> any of them. They don't fucking deserve it. It's just Marie Claire Australia. You're in my fucking bad books. Famous people are scary. When I worked at the Evening Standard and I wrote stories about people, I had to ring them. I had to ring Carol Thatcher. I had to ring Antonia Fraser. I had to. You ring- didn't ring me. I had to ring Philip. That wasn't my story. I was the source. That wasn't my fucking story. That was up to Andrew Neither to call you, and he didn't because he was too scared. Okay. If you don't Readers, want listeners, may not be aware that my name was dragged through the mud in the Evening Standard yeah, I sold a story by a journalist called Esther Walker. 
who yeah. I punished later by marrying right, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, I was annoyed you were engaged to someone else, so I, got, I sold the story to, about you to the Evening Standard. Maybe and you went, gonna... and they didn't ring you, and you went fucking mental, as you should, rightly would have done. Now, stop interrupting me, okay? So they don't want to ring famous people. I, I, I had to ring all of those famous people to stand up stories, and they were all mean and rude, and it was a horrible experience, okay? But I fucking did it, and that's why I do a job where I don't have to do it anymore. Next story. I like my GCHQ what the real spies do, sorry, but you're... No, you want to do something Christmassy. No, tell me... Well, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my, my reindeer dealy boppers, so what else could I really do? Um, so, Mince Spies is the headline in the Daily Mail. GCHQ sets fiendish festive quiz for all budding bonds. Now, obviously, this quiz is like, much too hard. But, hey, can I just say, this is GCHQ, yeah. this is like intelligent, this is about spying. Can I just... Can we just park the business of Bond? Why? James Bond wasn't a spy. But, he's, but he is He didn't have to do... He, James Bond wasn't a spy. He was an assassin. He was licensed to kill, not licensed to Sudoku. He was, <laughs> he was a guy... James Bond was sent out by MI Foreign, whichever one it is, five MI or six, six. To, to go and assassinate evil people. So they, he wasn't a spy. And they always call him a spy. He but was that's a, not true, though, love. That's not true. He, he, was, he, was, li- he was licensed He didn't to work for 25 years as a cleaner in the Kremlin, speaking Russian and living in a cold flat... <laughs> And being and, and having with sex with his other his friends from Cambridge while he waited for the cold water end, he went out in and went swimming with uh, Ursula Andress and shot people and drove a. a which is DB5. why, which is why this quiz is completely inappropriate. Okay, fine. So it's got this. Let's just quickly run through the questions. There's a question here on languages. If a French alerophile fancies a chat, what does a Polish cynophile fancy? I don't understand. I don't well, you know. Just, but you can't even read. Hand me this Analysis. thing. Analysis. A sinophile is a someone who loves the Japanese. Is it? S-C-Y-N. No, that's, that, no, that's S-I-N. Is that. So a sinophile C-Y-N. is someone who likes the colour blue. Signets. See, doesn't like, he likes cynicism. Mm. Yeah, no. I swear or I does he? You know, and then there's like uh, engineering and there's a series of yeah. kind of cogs and you have to turn them to kind of... Like, James, like this is not... Also, James Point was a spy. He was licensed to shoot people while he was on his mission to... To find the secret little gubbins device that he had to transport back, which would entitle him to shoot people oh, all the way in the, the way. The nuclear bomb hidden in a Fabergé egg. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. He was never. He was. They didn't say, "Listen, go and take out." Yeah, they did. Goldfinger. Yeah, they did. That's basically what they did. He's basically not a spy. He basically he was not passing intelligence from one side to another. He wasn't getting information. Well, it's a jolly good thing. I don't think Daniel Craig could have done any of these. He wouldn't like, have made twenty-seven very good films either. No. Uh, okay, so you don't want. Well, I don't know. It, we could do a Christmas quiz, a festive quiz, but everyone does that, don't they? When they, do they? just like, yeah. Well, they, they draft in Olaf Bjortont to just write the kind of uh, head-scratching quiz. The fiendish Christmas card puzzle designed for children aged 11 to 18, but classes can also work as a team to solve the seemingly impossible quiz. I don't think our children could do that. Quizino Royale. <laughs> Daniel Craig as Bond, it says in the thing. Um, All right, okay, fine. So you don't, you're just not on board with my idea of like, what, uh, if a French Iurophile, pro- I think I is garlic, so he probably likes garlic, and therefore Polish. No, but fancies sinophile. a chat. What? It says if, the, if a French Iurophile fancies a chat, what does a Polish sinophile fancy? Where are the answers? There aren't any answers. You have to you have to follow GCHQ. G- to follow GCHQ on Instagram, where they steal all yeah. your data. And <laughs> I mean, literally, if anybody can do it, I'd rather follow Facebook. Fair enough. Vegan. Okay, here's a, here's a story. Vegan. Sorry for the Anne Frankfurter. 
A vegan caterer has apologised for naming a plant-based hot dog and Frankfurter after a backlash from the... Jews? <laughs> Funnily enough, the Jewish community. No, <laughs> the hot dog community. Uh, but the... Uh, um, uh, Maria Finn, owner of the Viva Veggie Van, a catering business in the West Midlands, said she'd never meant to upset anyone. After an image of a menu featuring the dish was shared online, the seven-pound hot dog provoked anger from Twitter fans. Finn said, I can't believe what's happened. He was just playing with words, something to stand out. This business is me and my daughter. And Frank was from Germany, from Frankfurt, and she didn't eat meat. I mean, so she's called what? the Anne Frankfurter. Uh, the fact that it was uh, served with a side portion of Auschwitz chips is... Uh, <laughs> That's the joke I wanted to make. I don't see that mine is any more tasteless. Do or some tomato ketchup. Oh, fucking hell. Do this you is think, where I'm going with this. But do you think it's okay to make... I know that you're Jewish. Like, we all know you're Jewish. But do you think it's okay to make jokes like that, even if you're Jewish? I don't. I think it's really poor taste. The quarter No, shikala. no, let's stop. There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end... Why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free? Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Poundland is going to change its name because of inflation. Oh, it's not going to change its name. Sorry. It that was my joke. Name. That's my joke. Oh, I fucked, fucked it. it. The story completely. in the paper says most things at Poundland now cost more, more than, than a pound. pound. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say, like, what are you going to call it? One pound fifty land. Because there's a thing in America, mm-hmm. the five and dime, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, and it's like, it's most famously in the summer of 69, the Ryan Adams song. Um, the five and dime. And obviously, that's where things cost either a, a 
five five cents or ten cents. I guess in them now it can't possibly because that's like two p. Like penny sweets. Penny sweets are about five or each now. Are they? Mm-hmm. Do they still have penny chews? Yeah. What does a cola chew cost? Well, you don't you do you don't buy them singly anymore. So you buy them you do them by weight. Anywhere that sells them now does them by weight. Lots of places don't do them because they're so unbelievably unsanitary. If you think about it. So, so you can't hand over a really filthy worthless coin and receive a wee stained bendy sweet that thousands of children have liked. When I was little, which is the kind of thing that old people say, but when I was little, you could still buy half penny sweets. There were still half peas around. Anyway. When I was little, you could buy farthing sweets. No, really? No, oh. not really. <laughs> Fuck off. You could get a hogshead of them for a guinea. Although, speaking of Poundland, I went to Selfridges. This inflation thing turns out to be true. Everything is so expensive. Because, look, we have a double-income family. We paid off our mortgage. We, when I got a child in a comprehensive, it's our outgoings are almost zero. I, the milk in Ben's tea is about our only definite weekly outgoing. And so, um, and so inflation, I wouldn't massively notice. I mean, I noticed, look, our fuel is absurd. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, but, it, but it, always, it always was ridiculous how much electricity and gas was. I, get, I pay a monthly direct debit of, I think, £650. Mm. I don't want to think, what's that, 8000 a year? Yeah, that is bad. Yeah. But you don't see it. Um, so basically, I went into Selfridges and I went to buy some Christmas shopping and everything was just so expensive. I sort of think being quite lavish, sort of 30 quid, there you go, and they go £240. Everything is £175. And, and I bought... I bought such I was I, I, things for you so I can't say but although you asked me to get them so you know what they don't are don't tell me I've got, but I've forgotten oh, don't tell me what they are brilliant well I bought them and they were fucking expensive, really expensive um, yeah. and the only thing that and then Kitty wanted a, a reindeer decoration to hang on the Christmas tree and I went okay and it was just a reindeer like made of, of like a wood sticky reindeer thing 19 pounds and it, what oh my god no 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 don't no it's not true what is it true yes he's been picked yes oh my god oh my god oh my god explain oh little boy do you want to pick him up so you can tell him i've got to oh no i want to tell him but i can't pick him up because i'm going out for lunch i won't tell him I'll let you tell him. Little boy. Oh, we're going to have to cry so, now. It's, it's, from, it's from my friend Louise Jones, who runs North London Cricket Club, who's obviously on top of everything. Congratulations to Sam. Very well-deserved borough place. So there is a stage in a boy's cricketing career after he's played for his club where he, there is a possibility of playing for the borough, which is a division of the county, in our case, Middlesex. Sam was selected for his leg spin, pulling his batting by the club to go, to go forward for the trials. Um, and I took him to the trial on Sunday and he came back and he said, oh, I think it went pretty well, Dad. I mean, I bowled a couple of pies, but, you know, I got a couple of them to really turn. And then we've just found out that Sam has been picked for the borough in a week when England cricket has triumphed, one in Pakistan, a tour there for the first time ever. Uh, ben Stokes will be looking for a leg spinner and Sam has been picked. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's... When I, so you don't can I tell him? Of course, because he won't ask, and then I can tell him tonight. Oh my god! Oh my god! Sam's I'm can't, I can't tell you. I mean, I've like I've been playing cricket with that boy since he was one and a half. Yeah, with, with a little autograph bat, tossing him a sort of foam ball and him whacking it, and he's got and he's been picked for the East London Borough, which is a division of Middlesex, and it, he'll it's he's you on, are going to spend the rest of your life in the car. <laughs> Oh my god! I had to leave Just him driving. there. They made me. There. I had to leave him. He's only nine. I had to leave him in this massive hall. Yes, because they've of... met sport dads before. They want you to go away and come back later. He's going to be so pleased. He's just not going to. He is going to be it. really pleased. He does have like all sportsmen. Uh, you know, 
everything's quite binary to him sort of winning and losing and that's one of the problem with like sportsmen later is that they can't really deal with ambiguously have I won or have I lost situations because they're trained that it's either a win or a loss I think cricket is probably slightly different I, I, I can't hear anything all I can, oh, all I can think about is cricket I can't believe Seth went <laughs> into the borough and I'm thinking about a conversation Sam had with his um, with his with his mate who I'll call Jim because yeah. it's you know uh, with his mate Jim who's who plays with him and they both, both went for a trial and and I was saying to him last night um, or two nights ago so how would you feel if Jim gets picked and you don't get picked and he said oh I'll, I'll be pretty gutted but if I do get picked I hope that Jim's picked because it'll make it better I, it's, it's, I mean it's a blessing and a curse though isn't it this is like 10 more cricket matches I have to drive him to next summer. It's 10 more matches he doesn't want to go to because he's scared. Oh, God, what a bore. Driving to a cricket match in the summer and lazing about picking your nose while your son plays cricket. I've taken him to the nets. I know how nice it is, as long as he's got a claret <laughs> analogy. It's fine. It's quite nice. Way better than... I mean, if you're going to play anything, it's better than football because football's just like, bleh, too intense, too high stakes. Everyone's really like aggressive and mad. Um, tennis boring swimming boring golf wankers golf wankers cricket great sandwiches flask of tea it's a lifestyle yeah, yeah. it's a lifestyle my, I've got to say I'm, it's my retirement plan I want Sam to be a cricketer and I want to I want him to play for England while I'm sitting in Lord's swilling claret and watching and this is the first rung on the ladder yeah no pressure Sammy yeah Cambridge Dictionary definition of a woman. Other things that need to be redefined? No. I was quite tickled with... There's a couple of... I was quite tickled with a story a little bit earlier in the week about dad trainers. Did you see this? Yeah, dad trainers come around every now and again. You always pour cold water on my story. That's exactly what you say. When I think it's fashion story, you say, go on. That's because I am your nemesis. And I am the one that you have to get a story past. Continue But I will continue with my hubris, despite your nemesis. Excellent. And through some catharsis, mm-hmm. this piece will be a piece of piss. <laughs> uh, it's a joke right from the Asterix school of... Uh, it sure is. Uh, Dad trainers set the pace in high street style. From a £615 for a Gucci pair to 1300 for Christian Louboutin's rhinestone dazzlers. I bought you a pair of Louboutin trainers once. They had red soles. No, was, didn't. Yes, I did. They were... Fucking did. Oh, and I took them back. You just deny it! You, no, you know? I forgot because I sent them back. I know, I know, I never Such said I wasn't. Never said I You're wasn't. saying no, I didn't, because you remember that I bought you the Chanel trainers, and they were acceptable. Yeah. But the Louboutins were not acceptable, and you no, sent them back. They were I only, I'd have bought you some proper sexy Louboutins, but your feet are too fucked, so I had to get you the trainers. Yeah. That sounded meaner than I meant. <laughs> like so much of what comes out of your mouth, darling. Is like my entire internet output. My entire life is yep. meaner than I Why Prince William is cursing my name, yeah. because the wrong shit oh always comes. Oh my God, you're so annoying. Really wanted to meet the Can Princess of Wales. Can you believe the future king hates me? Because oh, he's so fucking typical of you. Anyway, go on. Uh, okay, look, they, from from six hundred fifteen for Gucci, thirteen hundred for Louboutins. Trainers are no longer simply for sports fans. Okay, <laughs> fuck off. I mean, like that. They, they no longer be for sports fans. But for, for fifty, years. people have collections of them. Yeah. Doesn't didn't Jay Z sell his collection for a billion pounds or something? Um, perhaps that's why the coolest stars now look more like something you might put onto the. On to walk the dog, and suddenly dad trainers are hip. The model Bella Hadid, blah blah blah. That, the point is, fashion editors use the term to describe the mesh panelled lace ups worn by hip millennials. So it's obviously cool, tra- cool trainers are cool trainers, but these are not. Look at those. Those it's are. Those are. Those are. Those are. Those are like. Those are like Asics. Those are like. Those are like the shoes that I run in. Those are. Those are mesh. Really ugly. They're not even Seinfeld trainers. 
No, but those are the ones that everyone's wearing, though. Haute couture fans seek these styles made by these people. Um, yeah. Uh, but the hip go for the real deal. She's used hip twice. I mean, it's so unhip. Just but the don't, hip- don't mention who she is. I I, I'm not going to. Okay. But, the, but the hip go for the real deal brands, yeah. such as Nike and Asics. Yeah, Nike and Asics. They're having a real... So the point is, okay, I want to say, okay, like, okay, it's all very well, you fashion people, Bella Hadid and whatever, right. wear my trainers. Mm-hmm. What about the rest of my wardrobe? Why aren't you wearing dad pants? They are. With a strained gusset and unmovable skid marks. Oh, okay. Um, or uh, dad socks. Have they got dad socks yes, underneath? Yes, Mismatched yes. with worn through to the heel. Oh, I see what you mean. All, I, they, as far as it does, they're just clothes. They become, when they become old and shit and worn through, they become, first of all, sports kit, and then they become pyjamas. Mm-hmm. So, like, any, any shirt, if you think of our old teacher, Jim Cogan, Jim Cogan, my, my sort of beloved English and cricket teacher at, at school, he used to play cricket, for example, in old, and, and sport. He'd play football in an old suit. Once a suit has got, you know, you'd cut off the knees and the sleeves of the jacket and put it on because it still had 30 years left in it for running about playing football. Public school, but Boris Johnson, uh, when he would go jogging. But that's people performative go, snobbery, it really do is. Do you think? Yes, I do. Well, I don't know that it is. I just go running in like, Dad, I don't know, Dad. There's all this nonsense talked about, Dad clothes. When what they're talking about are box fresh, lovely Essex trainers with little gold and stuff. Okay, let's let's talk about what actual dad clothes are. Um, your sweater that you're wearing now, you would probably call that a dad sweater. But all the teens at Kitty's school, they're all wearing sweaters like that, way too big with like all their holes in them and stuff. So that's actually they've got it right in that regard. Um, but have they got have they got holes all in the front from where it's caught on the on their on their belt? I haven't looked that. Years. You're not supposed to get that close to teenage girls, so I haven't actually looked that. I've gone and staring at their groins, I yes, suppose. Exactly. This is well I've got two of this very one. This isn't the one with elbow patches on, but mm. I had absolutely and I had them put on by um, Hassan up mm. at the dry cleaners and it cost I think twenty eight Oh God <coughs> sorry, I actually breathed something in there. <coughs> air you breathed in air No, it was a little bit dust or something. <coughs> so I'm feeling a bit fragile because I fell over on the way back from the school run today and really hurt myself and I had to be helped up by a passing gentleman <laughs> you coughed in his face <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, no it's alright darling I love you it's fine it wouldn't be the same without the coughing and the spluttering Ben does a very good job of cutting it all out though the really bad coughs he just kind of eradicates Uh, okay, there's an, what, have you got anything else? I've got some other things. Well, um, there's that. There's the there's the the, uh, the essay that those people wrote oh, about. Oh, sorry, their own house. I could tie that into Camilla going um, charity shopping for dad clothes. For dad clothes, yeah. Do, she, she says she, went she strikes me as someone who would quite like a bit of a holy jumper. Well, she says she's she's picked up some she's picked up some nice pieces. Mm. So she, maybe she's like some vintage stuff, or I don't know yeah. what. My favorite coat I got in a charity shop. That camo- yeah, like you probably you hated that, that, cam- that camouflage parka. A nice Love positive it. royal story for me to get back into their good books. Yeah, forget it. Uh, sorry, you were about to say something. No, I wasn't. Really? You were? I interrupted you. No, you just heard me wittering on and you thought I was about to say something. Well, Actually, I finished talking. Sorry, you were clearing your throat. No, I, I wasn't. Thought... No, I wasn't. Okay, Brighton University has suggested that staff refer to Christmas as... Isn't it something like the winter temporary break? The winter closure period. The winter closure period. Um, The winter closure period to avoid offending students and others who are not Christian. I mean, I went to university. Uh, I'm not Christian. 
in my class, just thinking that there were two Muslims in my group of 11 English students and a couple of really devout Christians. It was the Christmas holidays. They were not offended. No, and I've got to say, if you move to Delhi... The, one, the thing that would be really fucking Diwali, exciting yeah, yeah. would be Diwali and people putting on clothes and letting off fireworks and eating yummy food. What if they'd said, um, you know, thank you, uh, happy, 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 Mar- I don't know, when is Diwali? It's kind of November, isn't it? Happy November halting. Oh, yeah. You'd be going, fucking hell, I've moved to Delhi. I'm, fucking, I'm into this yeah, shit. I'm, but I, <laughs> I tell you what, I'm fucking offended by the Chinese New Year. All those fucking dragons make me feel really othered. Because you could tie, the winter closure period, you could tie that in with the fact that a new Cambridge online dictionary mm. defines a woman as anyone uh, who says they're a woman, yeah, isn't it? Well, uh, to be, it's they've, no also, longer, they've also changed man as well. It's no longer... Uh, yeah, exactly. So if you took... You know, we've got a whole new words thing. We've got... You can't call Christmas Christmas. You, um, uh, the dictionary defines December a woman. Halting. So then you could do the nativity with okay, um, yeah. that. Or yeah. you could do Christmas carols. Um, oh, little municipal area of exactly. Bethlehem, we think. We need brackets. one with... Um, what, what's, this, what's the, when the one with the word Christmas in? Oh, um, for Jesus Christ was born on, on Christmas, Christmas day, was born on, on winter closure day. day yeah exactly um, God rest you Mary da, 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 for, for Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ. Uh, maybe Saviour not sure what everyone Jesus Christ a historical figure is vaguely acknowledged <laughs> and appears in some Roman stuff but obviously was born on winter closure time <laughs> Merry Christmas Merry Christmas to one and all except the fucking builders yeah. going yeah, actually no Merry Christmas to the builders. builders they're lovely they're Brazilian and they're probably going to have a much better Christmas than us Merry Christmas one and Merry all. Christmas one and all God bless us everyone You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Wireless Studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on The Times radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.